What is going on, all you nostalgic Captain Planets? He's Just trying to save the environment. He's gonna take pollution. Captain to Planet. Zero. Oh, you know my favorite kid was the kid who had the heart ring because I always thought he was such a loser. <laughs> so he was your favorite. He was your favorite because of that. <laughs> yeah, he was like the whiniest kid. And how do he you was feel fun to that? make fun of. <laughs> I'm joined across <laughs> next to me. First off, I'm Corbin Andrews, and to the right of me is a man who is getting fired. <laughs> oh, man. Getting he's fired from not, the podcast, bro. He's not getting fired. He's getting fired from the podcast. <laughs> he's getting fired. There it is. <laughs> and uh, also, we have on the podcast with us, Kendra Mickles, everybody. Hi. I'm sick today, which is not a surprise or abnormal, but I will try to keep my coughing and hacking to a minimum. It's all right. Like, for Again, once about in every your other life. episode, we have Christian yawn into the mic and then say, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> for, for once in your life, could you be well? <laughs> I'm trying. You're like, I'm sick. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sick. <laughs> Did you see my TikTok I made about uh, taking NyQuil? Yeah, shot, shot. Honestly, I thought to myself, this is the closest that I'll ever see Kinder to actually taking <laughs> shots. Probably. <laughs> the NyQuil. She's taking shots of NyQuil and dancing to that. Is <laughs> that little John? I think so, yeah. Who goes, shot, shot, oh, shot, yeah, shot. It is. I was like, wow, this is... This is out of character for Kendra. <laughs> it's funny because I don't drink, and my my idea of a lit weekend is taking NyQuil and going to sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the joke. Kendra is about as dry as a desert when it comes to it's true. alcohol. It's true. Someone's got to be. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Me, on the other hand... I had a nice weekend at the pool and a lake, and man, it's tis the season to be wearing short shorts and a lake. Yeah, with your buddies, the shortest shorts a... possible. Oh yeah, you're like, wearing short shorts. Oh like, yeah, I'm talking Sean Connery, James sky's Bond, out. and the short sky's shorts. always out. So that's kind of how I, I uh, <laughs> live my life. All right, well. Besides that, what have your elf eyes seen this week? Nevertheless, what do your elf eyes see? Besides seeing my white thighs, um, Christian, since you, before we started, said I didn't watch anything, and then I said we watched a lot of stuff together, and you said I don't remember it, I'll start. Okay. (laughs) So, be ready to segue. I remembered one thing just as we started the podcast. Okay. So, I finished True Detective Season 3. It's back, baby. baby. That's how. That's how I felt. It was the story was really good. Uh, I was satisfied with how it ended. It's good to see an HBO end well. Shots fired. Oh, yeah. after, what we'll talk about after God, God, God. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to see an HBO show know how to close. <laughs> so uh, you are stupid. <laughs> so it was. Uh, it, but no, if we're on a serious note, it was, a, it was really good. Mahershala, 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 uh, Mahershala uh, did great. 
um, transitioning. But I mean, he they transitioned between three generations of him kind of being a young cop to uh, middle aged cop to being retired in in his like seventies. And he, I thought he played all three uh, very seamless, um, and it was a good story, very believable. Glad we got back to its roots of being good, unlike season two. So um, we watched Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein? Boy, do I love that movie. Um, that was a. Uh, I was just not really wanting to pay attention to anything. And it's just that movie is one of the reasons why I love Gene Wilder so much. Um, but it's. It was, I mean, it's a light watch, funny, entertaining, um, Frodrick, um, so everything you need. The lady <laughs> who, uh, Kendra, do you remember the lady that's in it, and she's like Herr Brooker or whatever, and the horse's neigh, like every time they say her name? Uh-huh. She was in the episode of The Office when they're watching the video of Jack Black and that old lady. I literally watched that episode today. Okay. Well, she's the one, and she's, like, the one that was, like, in love with his granddad or whatever. And uh, so it was just funny to see. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? In The Office. No. In Young Frankenstein. Uh Uh-huh. She's, like, like the maid or whatever. Yes. She, like, lives like the. Count the keeper this. of the house. Yes. Say and again she, what you're trying to say. And she was in the she's in the episode of The Office. Yes. Where Jack Black, they're watching the movie yeah, of Jack. Uh-huh. She's the old lady. Uh, that's what I Okay, that's what I was saying. Okay. That's yes, really funny. It was just funny cuz I was like, I think I've seen her before. And so <laughs> obviously she's a lot younger in that um so it, it was just kind of funny to see. That's really but, funny. Yeah, funny movie, good movie. Speaking of semi-funny movie, Baywatch. Which, I got Carvin to watch Baywatch. <laughs> let me tell you something. I love Baywatch, man. Baywatch is nothing but kind of funny humor with just hot people. That's with Zac Efron? Is that Zac funny? Efron is looking fine. The Rock is as about as big as a house. And... <laughs> Every girl's attractive, and that's all it's about. (laughs) Things are running in slow motion. The Hasselhoff makes an appearance. And so does Pam Anderson. And so does Pam Anderson. So, you know, that's really all that movie is. So it's not not hard to see why Christian (laughs) likes it. I didn't know you liked that movie, Christian. He's probably I, watched it like four or five I times. I love that movie. And there's really it's there's nothing to love about it. It's it really is just hot people kind of being funny. What else do you need in a movie? Hot anyway, people being funny. <laughs> so I finished I watched the recent um Netflix has done a anime version of Godzilla. So I watched the third one. Um and it's okay. I when the first they're about an hour and a half each thing, so they're like a movie. And the first one was really good, and I was excited about it. And then the second one was okay. And then this this recent one was kind of like I don't really know 
I don't really know where it was going with. It was like stuff about God and religions and stuff like that. So it's kind of weird. So it was a bit disappointing, but honestly, if they make another one, I'll keep watching it. So um, it sounded interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've just kept with it for for so long. Uh, and then today, I watched Zombieland, which I hadn't seen since it like first came out. You haven't seen it? Then. No, no, I saw it in theaters. That was it. So I've seen that movie a lot. I have not, but uh, I'll tell you what. Emma Stone is about a 10 out of 10 in that movie. Oh, yeah. She is. She's. She. I can. Uh, I've never seen Easy A. Easy A was my favorite Emma Stone but movie. But that's. I think that's my favorite Emma Stone I've movie. I've never seen that one either. I haven't either. I'm in love with these. But we know. We all Emma know Stone about Christian. A. Christian would describe. How would you describe Emma Stone in that movie? She's so witty. Witty. And so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, so, the other night, me, I wanted to watch the new Predator movie, <laughs> and, um, boy, was that a mistake. It, I could probably rant about this, is why I saved it for the last, because it was, it, it was so bad. All of it was, was the, the action wasn't good, the, the humor was Christian wasn't offended, but Christian doesn't get offended at anything. But it was very offensive. If if you have a kid that is on any spectrum of like having a disability in any way, do not watch this movie. It is extremely offensive towards disability. So it's so this his kid has Aspergers uh-huh. in the first scene when you're introduced to the kid is a fire alarm goes off and he just freaks out and these bullies come in there and they're like, hey, are you hungry? And the guy's like, oh yeah, I'm hungry for an ass burger. And they're like, oh yeah, I could really eat an ass burger right now. And then throughout the entire movie, the people that are in the, the main guy's like squad who's helping them defeat the predator literally at one point say, dude, shut up, his kid's retarded. Like multiple times. It's a predator movie. The thing that's so crazy about this movie, and not even on the offensive level of just like, this should easily be, this should, this is a property that should be easy to make. A predator comes to the, to earth, you have to defeat it. That's it. But we've gotten so many predator movies where you're just like, why, what are we doing? I think this one was the worst by far. It was by far. There was like the action wasn't good the actors weren't good like the predators weren't that cool either no like everything nothing new about the predator no stuff was there was cool. well what is so disappointing is the guy that directed it shane black was in the first predator and he has done movies like kiss kiss bang bang and the nice guys which are great like buddy dialogue type movies where it's about the the, the characters and how they're interacting and things like that and so it had a lot of promise, but man, it all we got was just offensive things about kids who have who are have disabilities. And uh, this, there's this dog that like makes no sense throughout the whole thing. They're, they so the predator is supposed to basically there's like the normal predator, and then there's a like an elite who's like bigger. That all he is is he's just bigger. And so the normal predator is like defecting and is sending to 
uh, ascending the earth like a predator killing suit, basically. And so the first thing is when the alien lands, he cuts a human in half. Just immediately cuts a human in half, but he's like defecting. And then the elite like sends these like alien dogs to attack him and they shoot the dog in the head and he survives and then he just follows him around like he's their pet the entire movie. None of the movie makes sense at all. Like not one thing about it makes sense. So I can't say three nice things about it. I'd like to see Eric try. Yeah. On his podcast. <laughs> he'll, nice. Maybe he'll add it to the list. It was honestly, it was one of the worst movies I'd ever seen. I mean, I just, I, it, it was shockingly bad, more bad than I expected. So, and finally, this is my segue into Christian. We watched Green Room, which is one of my favorite movies. I was going like, to say, you've already seen that. Yeah, I have. But Christian watched it and it's, I'll let him talk about it. Yeah. So <laughs> this is basically during the entire time of watching Green Room, I audibly, <laughs> I never do this with movies, I feel like, but <laughs> I audibly like, ooh, like <laughs> three or four <laughs> times during that movie. The thing that's so good about this movie is it really, it's just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's like a movie, but then when, when the poop hits the fan, it it hits the fan. It goes. Like, all of a sudden, like the scene, the guy is trying to give, trying to get his phone back. Or, or he was trying to send the gun through the door, but he was like, well, we need a phone, so we'll make a trade. And so they open the door, and the girl could see under the door that there's people there that are going to, like, bust through and attack. And she's like, no, 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 Brit, like, give it back and his arm gets stuck and they basically are trying to cut his arm off and and you you just see i mean you see everything but it's so like you don't expect it because it's just a movie like it's just a movie about these kids who are in this punk rock band and then once it goes it it goes so the whole time christian's like oh god (laughs) yeah like that scene like made me jump because i just wasn't expecting it to be as gruesome as it was and it shows like his hand hanging off basically Uh, yeah like like it's been almost chopped off i mean it goes like once it goes it doesn't stop yeah and there's some other scenes that are pretty graphic of like everything i want to watch it but i just feel like it's good. It's it's. Like, it is my favorite Patrick Stewart movie, Kendra. <laughs> there isn't there isn't a lot. I mean, it's only like a few scenes that are really gruesome, but they're short. It like they're you know, effective. I just was like, oh my goodness, and then it would be done basically. Yeah. But uh, there are a couple that you're just like, you know, I it doesn't it kind Do of like jumps with out of like nowhere. More, Kendra. Uh, not. I don't know. It depends. It depends on the situation. Like, like Saw, I guess that's not super gory, though. I don't know. If it's like Saw category of gross. If it's like tortury, then I don't normally like it. But if it's like, like if I'm watching a war movie and people's guts are hanging out, like that doesn't really bother me. Yeah, it's. I I think I could guess what you would say. After you watched it, you would just say that that's a stressful movie. Okay. Yeah, it's there's like definitely. Like you would be stressed out. And well, I need you guys to go see. Sure. I need you guys to go see Brightburn so you can tell me how gory that is because 
It's apparently supposed to be quite gory. I think I'm going to go see John Wick 3 tonight. Nice. So. Anything else, Christian? Um, yeah, that's all I would have to say for that one. Um, so I've been on a Ted Bundy kick, I guess. Nice. I watched, <laughs> I watched the Ted Bundy tapes. Classic. Um, uh, I'm only on uh, episode three of those. Gotcha. So I started as well. All I'll say is about that is... I didn't realize a lot of things about like his case or whatever. And what was interesting about Ted Bundy. So I went to a Christian school and for our sex ed, we basically had don't look at porn day. (laughs) And they showed us a clip of Ted Bundy saying porn is the reason why I killed all these women. Basically like he had an interview with James Dobson. I don't know if you know who James Dobson Uh is. And, he had an interview you know, with James Dobson? Yeah, yeah, right before he got killed. Yeah, it, I've seen it. It was like the day of or something or the day before. Huh. The thing that was so crazy about Ted Bundy is that he was so clean cut, so like not the person, you know, not yeah. the person that you would think is like a total monster that just kills, you know, and there really was not like what I was curious about you know, to find uh, is like, was there any like trauma in his life? And from what I have researched, it doesn't seem like there was that much. Well, they made mention that he he uh, potentially was abused as a child in the documentary. Gotcha. I must that have his missed that fa- part. That his father was... It, they basically were like that he came from a loving home, but his father was very like strict and there was whether whether there was emotional or physical abuse is like basically like, yeah gotcha well it was interesting but he basically blamed it all on porn basically was that was what he yeah, said to well, james that's Dobson, what i i think that's which is i just, was told that in in church which is such a uh like let's just send fear to these young kids of like if they do this they will they will kill yeah <laughs> It's, you it's were told that it could lead to you being a murderer. Yes, yes, that's that's absolutely. literally what I thought. Absolutely. That's why what, what I've always thought about Ted Bundy. Yeah. Because I I haven't researched him that much because yeah. I just knew he gruesomely murdered women. He did it. He said he did it because of porn. But then when I went, you know, when you go back and look at that, like I went back and looked at that interview, and. You can just tell he's trying to manipulate and blame yeah, uh-huh. and save time, you know, save time from getting executed. Like, I just don't think that I think that he was doing whatever he could to, you know, yeah. prolong his sentence and save time uh, for him to not die by the chair. So, yeah, but. I mean, the tapes are interesting, I will say. So I watched the the Zac Efron uh-huh. movie um extremely wicked shocking shockingly evil and vile too long of a title but, uh, <laughs> i know also, extremely wicked would be good enough i think yeah it's kind of funny because uh Haley joe osmond is in this <laughs> yes and i didn't know that was him until <laughs> yeah, like after i had watched it he uh yeah, I, he looks a little bit different, but I was like, I think that's that guy from 
from whatever I that other reckon, movie he was I like, in. I thought he looked familiar, but I was not on that wavelength at all until afterwards. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I felt very sorry for, like, Lily Collins' character. Uh-huh. Although, I think it was a little bit... Just based on... It seemed like it, their relationship was a little bit drummed up, like, mm-hmm. or then I don't even know if they were like the guy that contact. directed the guy that directed uh, the documentary also did the series. Gotcha. Or also did the movie. I'm sorry. And the other thing is like it's basically nothing about the killings. Right. Yeah. Like, which is I feel like the whole. Right. I don't know. The whole point of it. I think that's the problem that most people are having. Well, I mean, it's like it it basically is like his side of things to an extent. Like, because all you see is him being like, well, I'm innocent. There must be some some conspiracy out to get me. And then, you know, there's only I, I mean, you do see a couple things, but like, I don't know. I just didn't really find the the movie enjoyable like at all really um for the most part i mean it was like interesting at first but i just i don't know that whole that whole thing seemed to just be i mean it would be terrible to wake up one day and or you know like to realize if your like husband gets a or ex or whatever gets a jailed and is like accused of killing all these people and terrifying and then it comes out you know it comes out to be true and you're just like sitting there like you know but you said Mm -hmm. you you know you said you're innocent and all this stuff i mean that would be terrible and like i you know i don't know there'd be so questions so many questions running through my mind if that was happening because especially you know being her being a woman and he was killing women right it's just crazy but i would say i didn't really like the movie honestly i i really did like the documentary though i thought there was a lot of good stuff with the documentary i I mean i've i guess enjoy isn't the right word but i've uh i guess i've just learned a lot (laughs) yeah i feel like the documentary kind of captures the fear of that time because like serial killers were kind of emerging a lot during that mm-hmm. period. Well, I mean, they were being killings uh, happen today. Yeah, but this is like the first time I guess that people like recognize that serial killers exist, and then there was like a ton of them, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like all the famous ones were like in this period of time, and I, I think Ted was one of the first, but I think Gacy was around that time too. So it's just like crazy, you know. I mean, I can understand the fear that people had in that period you know what i mean because it's just like all these stories of like terrible you know killings from all these different guys right it's pretty insane but uh i think i did a good job of like capturing that yeah all right kendra kendra all right um i i read we're gonna be really long this week and then next week really (laughs) i read a book this week a new book uh, it's called Circe. It has nothing to do Lattice with Game of Thrones. Down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nothing to do with Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> but if you know the story of Odysseus, uh, Circe is the witch that they come to her island and she turns his crew into pigs and 
and he ends up staying with her for like a year. Um, so it was so good. I gave it five stars. Um, the first half is like, uh, kind of leading up to her being exiled to this island. And then the middle part is Odysseus. And then the second half is like what happened because Odysseus had been there. Uh, and it was, it was just, it was fun because like, she's connected to all these stories that you learn in school, like all the Greek myths that you learn. So she just like keeps interacting with these people. And I'm like, Oh, I know that story. I know that story. So it was, it was really fun. And it was really well written. So I recommend that book. I forgot to mention this last week, but I tried to watch Wine Country on Netflix. It's a new movie on Netflix with uh, a cast that you think would be hilarious. Uh, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Anna Gasteyer, Rachel Dratch, like all these SNL people. And uh, I watched 15 minutes of it, didn't like it, stopped, came back the next day. I was like, all right, I'll try again. Got 30 minutes in and I'm like, this is, I can't do this. <laughs> it's just, it like, uh. it's not funny. It's, I it just was bad. Is it trying to be fu- Yeah. It trying well, to be it's very like, oh, we're friends and we're hanging out and I haven't seen you in front. But it's almost like kind of pandery the way that they do it. I don't know. And then there's like boobs for no reason and uh, <laughs> not great. Didn't like it. Maybe <laughs> it's geared more towards like women in their 50s who are like, you know, they haven't been living the party life for a while and now they're out for a weekend so i don't know maybe it would ap- uh, appeal more to that crowd but i found it to be boring audience. and not funny um i watched the first two episodes of catch 22 um it's it's good i'm liking it so far there's boobs in that too just so you know <laughs> there's boobs but besides the boobs i am enjoying it. Uh, all of it is on Hulu. I didn't realize they were going to put it all out at one time. So there's six episodes, uh, but good so far. It's frustrating because, you know, the, I mean, the plot is that the, he's supposed to only fly so many missions, but the guy keeps upping the missions. So he keeps getting really close to being done. And then the guy ups it five more and he has to keep going back out. And it's just like slowly driving him crazy. So, mm. Good so far. Um, I watched both John Wicks, and by both I mean one oh, and two. Tell me about it. Uh, I really liked them. They were fun. I mean the the fighting is fun, and yeah, I I I hope the third one is good. I love. It's so it's just such a simple plot. They kill his dog. He comes back. Yeah, that's all you need. Just Isn't it satisfying back. it watching him get like perfect headshots on like yeah. five people uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, the way that the the gun fighting is i think is really entertaining and fun yeah I, I, it's this is the now for whatever reason i've been crucified for my comments about keanu but john wick is the kind of movie that keanu thrives in yeah so i love it it's just good keanu yeah so. i mean it's just they're just great <laughs> really good action movies. Like, really, really enjoyed them. Um, I loved the one scene where uh, he goes to see the sommelier, the wine person, and he they're, like, testing out the guns. That 
that really made me laugh. Um, but they, yeah, uh, there's so many good fight scenes. What are you talking? Wait, which are you in the first one or the second one? I think it's the second one. It's the second, second one. It's the second one with the guy that was in. Uh, yes. Parks and Rec. Yes. The voice of Darth Maul. Yes. He's the, he's the voice of Darth Maul. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Who is he in Parks and Rec? He's the Lord whatever guy. Oh, 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 yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what he's from. Man, I was trying to figure it out. Um, he's also from Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Um, yeah. I really... I really yeah, I enjoy, I, I enjoyed how they kind of expanded the universe in the second one. Well, from... that's what I like about these movies is that it's not like Kingsman where it's like, this is the name of the organization and let us introduce you to how everything works. It's like you keep finding out things yeah, about this organization and they're not explaining it. It's just happening. Like in the second one, they call accounts payable and there's those like women working in the, with the right. headsets on and they're like sending out all the stuff. It... So you keep like finding out stuff. Um, and I, I really enjoy yeah, that aspect of it. It 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 assumes that their audience is smart enough to follow along. Yeah, to figure it need out. Need everything explained to them. So, um, but I texted you after I finished the second one, and I said I am really worried about his new dog's safety in this third <laughs> in this third movie. Yeah, that's he funny. was and like his, running his with dog. his dog, and I was like, Eric, what's going to happen to his dog? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it. So yeah, and then right before I we started recording, I was watching The Matrix. So wow, oh, you're on a Keanu kick. Well, it's because it's because of Eric. He he put it on, and I what I call a KK <laughs> Keanu kick. Keanu kick, a double K. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so that's it for me. On to the news. Well, that was a long segment. Yes, it was. On to the news. Break me off a piece of that fancy feast. It's a cat food. Nailed it. Kendra, break us off a piece. Let's start with the trailers because there's a couple. So we got a teaser for the new Star Trek Picard show, which, as I said, I think it was last week. I am quite excited because I love... Uh, Patrick Stewart and I love Jean-Luc Picard so it was just a little teaser you know with a little voiceover and a person asking why he left uh, Starfleet so uh, excited for that we also got a Terminator teaser Terminator what's it called dark something dark fate dark fate dark fate Um, Um, this was not a teaser this was like a full trailer but um, yeah it wasn't a teaser what was the last one that came out Genesis which was yeah. bad. Well, didn't that have Christian Bale on it? Or no, was, oh, no, no. That was, uh, that was uh, Emily Clark. Emily Clark, Emilio. yeah. Emilio Clark, yeah. Um, I, listen, I want to talk about this for a quick second. Okay. I love the first two Terminators are great. And then it goes downhill. This one, I think, looks good. It does but, look good. But this is a franchise that needs to go away. I think the last two have been... Bad. Great. Salvation wasn't that. I mean, good. Salvation was bad. And, I get them confused. They all just like it's stupid. Well, it doesn't seem to be really doing anything new. It's kind of just like okay, I get it. They keep just coming back and they're trying to fix the future. It's just I don't know. I 
I've checked out of this franchise a long time ago. I don't think so, it ever should have been a, a franchise. No, I I mean, the first two were great. And the third one is okay. It's it, it, it didn't blow everything away, but how many times are we bringing back Arnold and... I mean, I get Tilly's now that we're doing... Dead. Now we're doing... Uh, bringing back Sarah Connor, but I don't know. I, I want to think that this is going to be good and if it is good great like this isn't a hard sell for me you know a robots coming from the from the future and and sci-fi that's not a hard sell for me so uh, i i want it to be good same with a, a predator i want my predators to be good but i i'm just not sold on it so i like the girl who's playing who's some other robot i don't know what the girl from Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and uh, she oh, was in yeah. the Mar- she was in the Martian. Oh yeah, I like McKenzie her. Davis. Yeah, I like her. Um, I so. like that uh, Linda Hamilton's back. Sarah Connor. Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, fine with it. I just that piques my interest. If this of is this gonna be real, if than... this is gonna be bad, uh, then I, it's the world. We'll have three movies in a row that were really bad. Yeah, well, you know, high hopes, low expectations. Listen, listen. If you if you can't make a a movie good with Christian Bale in it, I I'm sorry. I just don't know what you're doing. You're doing something wrong. I mean, Christian Bale's I mean, is the probably. Have you seen Rain of Fire? <laughs> that, was, that was before his prime. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, we also got a new Westworld trailer, which you guys haven't watched Westworld, right? No, but I saw I that I did watch that trailer, and my boy Jesse's in it. Yes, and he is. Maybe so. Maybe I'll start watching it. Um. Well, I was kind of disappointed because there was nothing. There was there was nothing. If I didn't know it was a Westworld trailer, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed that it was a Westworld. There was trailer. nothing. There was nothing West about that. right and i know like without spoiling it like i know that we're past some stuff but like i don't know so i guess this was just a a teaser yeah you need to well i mean you need to watch the first two seasons but i think this is gonna be this is just gonna be totally different so anyway we'll see oh my word i watched that in picard and um i didn't understand either one of them but (laughs) I it beats my. I mean, the Picard thing looks cool. I just don't like. They're like talking about what he's done or something, and I didn't understand. And same with. I mean, same with the Westworld. I just didn't really understand what's going on, but it looked good. So I refuse to watch Down Abbey. Down to Abbey trailer. I am pumped. Uh, so it looks like. The queen is coming to to visit Downton, so you gotta make the house ready, and we gotta be proper British people. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I'm so excited. I care. You're making a movie about preparing a house for a queen. (laughs) I'm I'm sure there's more to it than that, but yeah, I'm sure there is. Um. All right. So those are all the trailers this week. There's one more trailer. Um, there was the trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, right. I didn't uh, watch that one because I don't want to see anymore. So, okay. Well, I will, trailer. I will talk about, I'll talk about it. Um, yes. Good trailer. 
the ninth movie from Tarantino, we got some pit action. We got some Leo. Um, they showed a little bit of of the guy that's going to play Marilyn Manson. I'm still a little. I I still don't fully know the plot. I guess. Uh, Not which Marilyn is fine. Manson. Charles Manson. Charles. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was thinking the same but thing. Then, <laughs> I was like, but, wait a um, minute. Um, so, yeah. So it was, I mean, it's good. I, it's Tarantino. I'm going to see it. Who cares? It's Brad Pitt, Margot. Yeah. I mean, there's. It's I'm, a good cast. Yeah. So it's I'm ready. One of my favorite directors. For sure. do anything else. Yeah. To resist going to see this movie i think nay yeah easy sell easy trade i mean i thought the trailer looked fun i it it uh, didn't blow me away it didn't uh I, but i don't need any more trailers in my life about it i'm already sold so all right that's it um so it was reported this week that there's a couple people up to play batman in the new the Batman movie and Robert Pattinson is at the top of the list. You might know Robert Heck Pattinson yeah. of uh, from Twilight, where he played a vampire. Um, I know him best from Harry Potter. Oh, sure, so. sure. Also uh, up for consideration is Nicholas Holt, who is in the new plays J.R.R. Tolkien in the new Tolkien movie. Both of oh, those, I think, him. are strange choices, but. Whatever, I guess. A weird flex. Yeah. Interesting. I mean. Interesting choicing. I don't know. We'll see if I like it. I didn't really like Ben Affleck that much. No, he was funny it in for the most part, I thought. (laughs) I did. Well, I mean. But I I haven't seen the ones where he's again. Again, I don't know how you're going to top Christian Bale, but it is what it is. Disney is rebooting Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with, you guessed it, Josh Gad in the lead role. Uh, yay. Uh, I liked <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk oh, the Parents better than Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I, I liked the part with the cream pie, or the Oreo cream pie with the all the ants on it or something. I there's the a part, giant Oreo cream pie that they eat. There's a part in oh, yeah. parents <laughs> that freaked me out. Which part? The with the cockroach oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's oh, always so bugs and stuff. It's so gross. But uh I oh, I liked Josh, the parents yeah. one because they yeah, Josh Gad. They got um they got in the Hot Wheels car and they went on the Hot Wheels track and I always thought that was really fun. But yeah, the cockroach part is gross. But that movie taught me that bananas have potassium, and I've never forgotten it. So same, same. <laughs> I agree. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, the Spice Girls are on a reunion tour. Oh, uh, show! And it's not going well so far. Oh, oh, uh, they had their their first show in Dublin, and. Um, this person tweeted about it and said, there's something wrong when the crowd at a Spice Girls concert are all sitting down because they have no clue what song is on because the sound is really that bad. So they had a lot of sound issues and like people couldn't even hear what was going on. 
Um, so there's no there's no word on if they're going to refund those people or what, but they're going on with the tour. So they're not coming. Well, they're they're staying in in Europe though. They're not coming anywhere near here. So good. Don't don't come here. <laughs> uh, and my last bit of news. Uh, Corbin found, but then I saw later, is that the Sonic movie has been delayed till February of 2020, so they can fix the way it looks. Yeah, I made a comment on, I don't know if it was the last podcast or two ago, that I was like, well, I don't know if if it's going to really take that long to fix them. Like, I'm sure reshoots are common, and I was wrong, Yeah. so... I mean, it's coming out uh, Valentine's Day. Also, that throws a wrench in my whole theory of uh, of they did this on purpose. Yeah. Uh huh. So. so, I mean, if they're gonna take this much time, I I just I hope they fix it. I hope it's good. Yeah. So. All right, that's all the news I have. Oh shoot! Wow, that felt like a really short news segment. Well, good because we're forty five minutes in already. 45 minutes in, and we haven't even even started our main segment yet. Well, our nostalgia of the week. This is our combined nostalgia. And so this week, we're going to do our, since we have to rewrite the wrong of Jump 5 being the only music we've talked about on this (laughs) show, we're doing our top five favorite albums from high school. From high school. Kinder, why don't you start us off, um, and we can just go from five and work our way down. Do we want to do honorable mentions first or at the end? We can let's, do them let's between do them at the... two and one. Do you yeah. want to do them between, like, before we reveal our top? Well, mine okay. aren't really, mine aren't really in order. Like, I was just gonna. Well, I guess I could put them in order. Kinder, we said top five. Like that was a thing. I, yeah, I know. Um, so I think we should say before we start, for me, high school was 2005 to 2009. Um, and that's... High school... I, Corbin, or ahead, not sorry, Corbin, sorry. Christian, is that the same for you? Did you graduate in 2009 um, or 2010? 2006 to 2010 for okay. me. And I was, 2000, I was 2007 to 2011. Okay, cool. Just so people are aware... Uh, or two thousand. What years we're talking oh, about here? Oh yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, this is hard. I have a big list here. Do you want Do you want me to start? Then? Yeah. Go ahead. Cause I now I've got to number them. I feel like me and Corbin's are gonna conflict okay. in certain areas. I think, gonna have I, the same. I think so too. But so for my top five, Christian's already has already. Showed his disdain for it for some reason. But my top, my number five is Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon because mm. great album. It's Christian. a great album. I just, I didn't know you liked the full album. I love That's why I was surprised. That's all. I, I didn't really like, I only liked those two songs. Gotcha. Pursuit of Happiness and Soundtrack to My, my Life. life. I like Day and Night. I liked Heart of the Lion. Oh, Day and Night. Okay. Yeah. I liked a couple of them. I, I, this album was like uh, Friday night, like two hours before I had to be home. We're just cruising. We put the, Me and my buddies put the whole album on and just drove around town. You know, um, I don't listen to this album much anymore, but I enjoyed 
when I hear this, it takes me back to senior year of high school, <laughs> which is which is what you which is what you want. So, Christian. All right, so I tried to spread my list out of genres. I tried to as well, but and I, I realized so my main genre is hardcore bands, hardcore metal, screamo bands, and alternative bands for the most part. But for my number five, I am way going way off of that, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Al City. Maybe I'm dreaming. His first, like, is that the one real album? The, uh... It's the one before Ocean Eyes. The oh, one that everyone likes. Such a good one. See, the thing about Maybe I'm Dreaming, it was a different style then, and it was new. And I, I probably listened to that album the most out of any of his albums, because it was the first one. It was like. I had at this point like electronic music and me had not met yet, so it was like the first time. Yeah, it was like the first time experiencing any sort of electronic music before, and I thought like all his beats were so cool. Even though, you know, I mean, it's a little bit uh, kind of a guilty pleasure, I'd say now, just because it's like, you know, listening back now, I'm kind of like nostalgic for it, but also like, ugh. He's so like wimpy sounding, <laughs> like all of these songs. You know? How dare you? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I still love that album. Um, but I was trying to do kind of do this list by amount of time that I listened yeah. to these albums, and I know I listened to the album like hours upon hours. Yeah, probably like. I think that's Thousands been the toughest. Of hours. I think today <laughs> in our generation, I think listening to a whole album is kind of lost. Yeah, like, I don't think that we we do that anymore. I mean, we listen to stuff, like our top ten songs would be vastly different than our top five albums. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I think For I think sure. that that's just I think it is tough in our generation of having we don't do albums really. So that's my that's my soapbox about albums. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Kendra. Uh, so what's your fifth, Kendra? All right, my number five is an album that I listened to like every time I was in the car, and that is "Life Song" by Casting Crowns. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I love Let my life song. Sing. Is that it? Is that yep. the album? Yep. And that it is has that it has "Praise You in the Storm." It, it has all the cliche Man. stories. It has. It has all the good songs, and I I listen to it a lot. That came out in 2005, so that was right when I was, you know, a freshman in high school. Um, it's it's to only it a lot. lacking the Oprah what to do, the asking Oprah oh, what man. to do. So let me tell you about that, <laughs> that lyric. Oh, man. I think that's what we should end this podcast on. We Stop should. asking Oprah what to do, mm. folks. <laughs> Stop asking Oprah what to do. Uh, so yeah, that's my number five. And uh, I, we went to uh, the Ichthus Music Festival um, after this album came out, and hearing them sing those songs live was like amazing. So I, I think we just had a vastly. I just wanted take. to throw up. I like, think we had a vastly thinking about that. Take on that <laughs> I remember. Or going to that concert being like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, to uh, each his own. I guess. I did not. 
I did not care for for them. Anyway, um, my number four is between the Barrett and me colors. Oh, so that's a good album. This is where the metal starts. So, hey, what are some of the songs on that one uh, that prequel, I would know? Prequel to the sequel. So, answer to the sky. So the thing about if you don't know if you don't know metal. There, there's like subgenres of every of everything, of every kind of music. You know, somebody like Alan Jackson is very different from like uh, Taylor Swift when she was doing country. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, there's subgenres of everything. So it's the same in metal. So we, would, you would define Between the Barrier to Me as a progressive metal band, and so what that means is they're very technical, very um, high pace guitar playing and christian introduced me to their first album which was called alaska but i didn't fall in love with them until colors which was their well i don't really know what i think it was their third or fourth album they've been around for a while but that album i and to this day have never heard a guitar sound so beautiful and i know that sounds dumb but they're just their style i mean their songs are like like the shortest well the shortest one's two minutes but like other than that there's the songs are like five minutes six minutes ten minutes thirteen minutes eight minutes it's it's like an album that you really do want to play from start to finish you know like you like they all it all flows you kind of really don't want to break it up um so that album i remember i I ordered that album. It came in the mail, and we were going to youth group. And I played on my my neon, my black and neon Walkman that <laughs> album on the way to youth group. And I was like, I didn't even want to go to youth group. I just want to sit there and listen to the album. Like that's, like that's what kind of uh how yeah, I felt. About it's still it. my favorite between the buried and yeah. album. Yeah, for sure. So my favorite thing to do with that album is listen to prequel to the sequel to white walls, which is six through eight track six through eight. Cause yeah. they flow those three songs. I feel like flow very well together. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like on the same mixture of sound at the yeah. end. I feel like I, I feel, I, I mean, we just, I just made the comment about, we don't listen to albums anymore. I feel like this band is one of the few that you do want to listen to the whole album yeah. just from start to finish. So, that's true. Yeah. So what's your number four, Christian? My number four, also going with kind of a soft rock alternative approach for this one. Mm-hmm. So my number four is May the Everglow. Um, I think I hate them. I love this do I, album. Do I hate them? Probably. Is this? Okay. It's uh, it's it's the one with the guy who's like, it's like a... Uh, the album artwork is a guy like standing. He's like drawn. It's like a cartoon. He's got like a suitcase or something. It's that one. Yeah. I hate them. With like color. Uh, it looks what like it's is... color. Yeah. Sorry. The... What's the name of the band and what's the name of the album? May and uh, the Everglow. Oh, okay. May as an M-A-E. M-A-E. Okay. And, is the name uh, of the band. Yeah. So my friend, our friend, uh, our mutual friend, Joe, actually was the person who got me into this band. Uh, so he gave me their CD 
like way after this album had been released. It was a long, I, like I was a late yeah, adopter this of this. Came out in 05, so. Yeah, yeah, it was a late adopter of this, but uh, it's got so the the one thing that I like about this album, they it's very much intended to be like a you know listen all the way through type of experience. So like at the beginning, they have like a little intro, and it's like welcome to the Everglow by May, and uh, this uh, uh, she's like you'll know that it's a new track, and then they play like all the sounds from like each like starting track. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know so it's kind of like this whole journey they kind of present it as this like journey in the um in the album and there's like a ton of songs on that album i think there's like 18 or something yeah i i would say that me and christian agree on music about 98 percent, and i think this and al city the two the two albums that you've mentioned are like the two percent yeah I, I just can't do it yeah kendra Okay, my number four um, is by the band Skillet, and that is Comatose uh, from 2006. Um, Wow. Uh, This album is great. It's one of the albums that I can listen to pretty much every song and love it. Uh, It's got uh, Rebirthing, Comatose, Whispers in the Dark uh falling inside the black just like great album i love it and you did too oh, okay. whether you want yeah. to admit no, no, that no, or no. not i'm not i skillet is like the one band that i did i it's funny that you said that this is in your high school because i i it's 06 so i was in middle school right yeah so it, it's not that i didn't think about skillet when i was coming up with this list it's just i think that they are very much more when i think of them i think middle school but this is one band that i um do not like oh, embarrassed about like i'm fine <laughs> with the fact that i liked them i loved them the uh what was the what was the one that came before collide collide yeah, yeah. man there was i listened i to think that this album, album is better non-stop. than collide though probably but collide was like the first where open wounds like, man man <laughs> that's some hardcore crap yeah for a middle school and they're like i've i've heard their new late their newer stuff on the radio and i've heard them be played in like the background of like football things for espn and oh it's great yeah to, uh-huh i've heard know, that too it's like great to hear to hear them. I, they've been around for a long time. They were they had already probably been around for like I think for a, I would probably gather like ten years before I had even heard them. Yeah. And that was back in the three. Yeah. They, but this first, was another so, group when we went to that music festival. They just like one of the best shows I've ever seen. They are yeah. so good oh. in concert. And like, especially like these songs are what I think of when I think of seeing them in concert. Um, so good. Yeah. So their first, their first album was in 1996. Wow. Yeah. So they had already been around when we were introduced and they're still going. So, I mean, things like that, you're just, you're just happy for them. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, if you like just like headbanging rock skillet, skillet's good. Yeah. Good for that. Yeah. Um, so my third uh, album is one that 
took me off guard because I made fun of this band for a bit. And then Christian, I, th- I think it's actually the both of you kept playing it in the car and I <laughs> honestly just loved it. So Amberlynn cities. Yes. I was like, so good. I was really against it. I don't know why. I think I just clumped them in with like Reliant K and whatever else that I like to make fun of Kinder for. Reliant That's, K is I'm, amazing. So honestly, they probably are. But when I was a kid, I was like, they're not. They're not pillar. So <laughs> they're not hard enough. So, but cities, <laughs> I there is not one song on this album that I don't like. Is that like, with they, Paper oh, Thin him? Or is that no, one? no? That's okay. the one after. Yeah. Okay. So like Godspeed, Godspeed, Adelaide, Adelaide's like oh, the only Adelaide, one that yeah. I don't really care about, but it's still good. But um, Hello Alone. Oh, I like all, that one. All of them are just I. When I I listen to this whole album, I I think I listened to it later, like probably junior senior year. But it was the whole the only thing I listened to for like an entire summer. So I loved yeah, it. I still, I still, have my, I still have this CD in my truck. Like it's just one of the, it's one of the few albums that I there's not one song on there that I don't like, and I can just listen to the whole thing and not really care what's playing. So yeah, yeah. so Amberlynn Cities, very good album. I love that album too. Yeah, I, I was, I remember being like Christian. I don't want to listen to stupid band. Who cares? <laughs> And then uh, I listened to it, and I was like, oh, man, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about some of their other CDs, but that no. CD is magic. Yeah, I didn't, like, even, I didn't even listen to their other stuff. Yeah. But this, is, this was one that I – it was so special in a way, honestly, that I didn't really care to hear anything else, like what they had. So, so the third one for me um, – I tried to choose one that's specific to me only, so Corbin will probably roll his eyes at this one, but Day's Veil. God! All the houses look the same. Okay. Literally, I don't care what anyone <laughs> says, I love that album so much. Like, my heart is with that album in so many ways. Like, I've listened to that album for hours on end, and uh, it's a little bit... Okay, here's the thing about it. What's so weird about my music taste is I like ran I was all over like the hardcore scene, hardcore music, screamo, but there would be like random CDs of like soft music that I would really get into. Yeah. And this one was one of them. It's very piano focused. I've never very heard of soft this band. Rhythm guitar. The problem They're good, you should check the them out. Pro- the problem that I have with it's not that it's soft. I don't mind soft music. The problem is, is the the singers doesn't have any balls. Really high. It is. Voice. Oh, it is very high. I have a. That's what I can't get my head like. Al City's fine, and then May is still. I like that. Those are the problems with those bands. Like that's May is why a lower singer voice though. I can't. He's maybe, like in a lower range. Maybe I'm thinking May is Days Vale. Yeah, Daysville like is the high pitch guy. Daysville and Alice City, I would kind of put in a similar like voice range. Yeah, um, but Daysville is definitely to, like his range is a lot 
it's higher, but it also like he goes kind of all over the place. When you play soft music and your singer is like sounds like a twelve year old girl, it's really hard for me to give you a shot. <laughs> that's to me. That's Corbin, just the, you like, used to listen to Chiodos all the time. I don't like. I only listened to two of Chiodos songs. Yeah, Chiodos is kind of a similar thing, but they yeah. had they but had. But they had. A and I bit. only listened to the ones where they would. Uh, they had they, some scream, the only good screamo ones. Where they ones. Screamed. Yeah. So, man, I forgot about you. I remember since we're on albums. I remember I, I bought the the second Chiodos album the where it's like Bone the Palace Ballet, Ballet or something. Yeah, where it's like the the bride and the groom and their yeah. moms or whatever. And my mom was like, "Well, are they Christian?" And I was like, "Yeah, mom, Christian like Christian owns it." <laughs> Like of course they're and the Christian. First, the first song is like, and the sheets smell like sweat and sex. <laughs> I, I remember mom, him like, and mom yeah, like, like we're, yells that I was out like, or can something. we play this CD when we go home? And she was like, yeah. And we're listening to it, and she was like, can I look at the like the book that has the lyrics? And she looked at it for like ten minutes and goes, there is nothing in here about Jesus. <laughs> and I, I was like, mom, Christian owns it. <laughs> That's all. That was like my defense. The whole like Christian owns it, mom. So. That's hilarious. I'm glad I could stand in the doorway for you to. <laughs> yeah, she out. probably was just like Christian. Hey, why is Christian your defense? But you know who loves that album? Morgan. Morgan. Morgan listened to the album way like that was probably if she put a top. Five I together, really. I. That I would think be the only song I listened to was the what's it the piano. Um has no teeth or something oh, like that. Oh, uh, teeth that, the size of piano keys? Yes. That was like the only song I listened to on that album, I gotcha. think. So, Morgan is Christian's for... sister and art cousin for, oh, yes. for right. anyone who... I guess we should I guess we know. should tell the listeners. Yeah. We're like John Wick. We just assume that you know at this yeah. point. <laughs> so. Is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My number uh, three... Uh, came out in 2006, saw these guys in concert, met them in the lobby of my hotel when I was wearing my pajamas. It's Family Force 5, oh business God. up front, party in the back. <laughs> I've already, I really hate your last okay. gender. <laughs> <So far. laughs> I do too. I really do. <laughs> it's like taking me to youth group it's days. It's taking me to a that, day I don't want to go back. This is best of. album from high school that's what yeah. we're doing i know i know but you're taking us to the dark places oh my in high goodness school. whatever <laughs> no, 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 you no. all liked family no. force five don't try no, no, no. to deny listen, that listen, listen i this is what i'll say about them when i saw them in concert i felt like this is going to be selfish it sound really stupid but i felt like we brought that news to our youth group like we like <laughs> we, we probably saw them did in concert before anybody did and Listen, I have been to, I gather, over like 50 metal shows at this point. I've been to a good amount of concerts. They are d- definitely in the top 10 most entertaining concerts I've ever they, been yeah, to. Yeah, they're the all first over the time place. I saw, The first time I saw them, I thought, what in the world is this? Yeah, like, and they I all have fun great. names like uh, Chapstick and... Uh, yeah, I, I did. I, I, I enjoyed it. names. But... Nay Daddy. But... Once they caught fire, it was like shut the f up, everybody. Because <laughs> every all, 
all anybody wanted to talk about was Final Force Five. Every youth group building in the background while you're playing <laughs> the the games before they start. Family Force Five's playing. It's just like by the end of it, you're just like, oh well, God. it's the same. They're thing great. With like that. This album had, I mean, it had Cadillac Funk, it had Love Addict, Lose Yourself, Supersonic, Earthquake, all, like, their classic stuff. And I follow them on uh, Twitter or Instagram, and they're still, like, touring and, like, doing all sorts of stuff. Fun fact, my, uh, well, he was, he was, like, a... He was like training with the youth organization that my youth pastor was at. His wife does the album artwork for them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, I can't that's really. My claim to fame. I mean, their their style is like pop mixed with it's mi- it's a mixture of like five different things. It's hard to describe. You pop, should just screamo, li- electronic. Rap. Yeah, you should just listen to Love Addict and that. Do you remember uh, when we moshed to them? Yeah, that was. One of the funnest times. Honestly, Family Force 5, it was like the biggest... I think the way I would describe the that album is it was the biggest peak and the lowest low. Like, they went from being like, for me, mm-hmm. being like one of... I was like, man, I respect what they're doing so much. Like, they're so different from anyone else. Right. And it went from that to just being like, gosh, stop well, playing all these... Difference, yeah, especially well, Kendra, especially with your with your list, it is Christian influenced. Yeah, and and Family Force Five, I felt I love Skillet and Pillar, but they were kind of copying the times. I felt like Family Force Five when I first heard them was like, this is the maybe be the first Christian band that I've heard that is like maybe ahead of the curve like yeah. maybe yeah like there's like a joke well, it made christian you feel music. like you could listen to it around your non-christian friends yeah and they'd be like yeah. what is this we like yeah. it you're like, like it's it, my christian music there's kind of a joke that christian music is like 10 years delayed uh-huh it, yeah. like they're like 10 years behind the curve they really did feel like they were ahead of it like they were on the pulse of what was happening so to describe it that way christian really i mean it really is true i mean they were it I was mean, when it everyone came, loved them that yeah. i knew i didn't know a single person that like didn't like that album at some point yeah we Isn't definitely it? were ahead of the game though we were like in our groups we were the first well we ones. saw them in a we saw them at a festival where there was three or four other concerts going at the same time and they were just kind of off the to the side yeah. like it wasn't like they were the headline or something like yeah. we saw them when they were young <laughs> they so. have a new song uh or it's not new but it's newer it's called uh uh the cray button and in the in the uh music video like things are calm and then they go let me hit the cray button and then things go crazy like cray gonna, like crayola like cray. no like this is cray <laughs> like crazy man that makes me hate them so much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> honestly i really hate them now like yeah. so much like i don't want to try really, out anything I, else really does, of them. yeah so all right wow. well we, that's my number I feel three like that was that was the that's the band we've talked talked the most about yeah. so for my number two i kind of merged two albums together but i really just want to get the point across 
So my number two is August Burns Red, Messengers, and Constellations. Mm -hmm. The reason why I did two was because Messengers is eighth grade into ninth. So at the start of my high school, I, like I had already heard it before, um, but it was kind of in that weird bleeding over um, stage. And then Constellations came out when I was a senior in high school and that album blew me away for the, for the most part. The good, I, so we talked about, we talked about BT bands being a progressive metal technical Augsburg's red. You'd probably describe more as metal core. Um, and so they're, they have very much a rhythm and a flow kind of to it. Um, but their guitarist, we saw them in concert. What? Five months ago, yeah, it was and amazing. It's still, I I have seen this band in concert more than I've seen any other band. I think I've seen them six times, and I, every time I'm still left with, man, do they the the screamer is so powerful. He's just he's just got this booming voice, and the guitarists they just I mean they've been doing it for a long time, so they, they create so much energy. Like, it, to me, I know this sounds really, really stupid, and I use a lot of football analogies for everything in life. But to me, and I hate to say it, they just feel like the Patriots. Like, like everything that they do, it's just gold. It's just like it has been consistently through the years. It has just been good. Like it is just like it does not diminish. It has stayed the same, and they keep finding ways I, to just to just change it. So and August, to make you care, August Burn. Dread does not diminish and go into the West. Oh my God. (laughs) But uh, for the most part, like the metal bands that I liked in high school, I wouldn't say outside of the albums that I liked in high school, I would say like they have continued that kind of success or they have continued to stay as good and better. Yeah. You know what I mean? August Burn Dread's like one of the only ones. They really are one of the only bands that I'm like, I have, I like, I have listened to their new albums time and time again. You know what I mean? Over and over, just like it was middle, like just like it was high school again. So, so that's why I kind of put two of them in there. But Constellations, Mariana's Trench, you know, Composure, Whitewash. So it's just, I mean, that that was in the, the their prime. So I just wanted to put both of them in there. So what's your number two, Christian? Mine so I am going with the medal as well. The devil wears Prada. Prada. <laughs> Plagues. Yeah, I I was really close. My to favorite. It on list. It's very hard to pick between the two, but I would say Plagues. Plagues was the first album that I ever listened to of theirs that I really got into. I had listened to their other album slightly, but I didn't like all the songs on the other album that much. Yeah. The Beautiful Discord, I think. And uh, this one, it's just like every single song. I think it's 10 songs. I just love everything about it. You know, their singer's a little bit more raspy. He does like weird pronunciations. So... Yeah, he does. <laughs> when he's saying like, congratulations, it sounds like, say! <laughs> congratulations! <"Say." laughs> That's how he says it. But anyway... it. It like so like his pronunciation is weird and he is like 
if you ever look at a picture of him, he's like the dumbest looking person he's missing, I've ever seen. He's missing one of his front teeth. <laughs> and then he has these big glasses, tattoos coming up his neck. Like a turtleneck of and, tattoos. And a mustache. So <laughs> He know, just looks a little bit weird, but he's a great vocalist. I love, you know, I love the energy that they have. They were huge at one point. I don't think they're the same today. I'm not no, sure. No, this this Devil Wars Prada is a great uh, is a great example of what I was just talking about. Of after their zombie EP, I stopped, and yeah. it, it just sounded like a lot of. It seems like they lost their their way a little bit. But Devil Wars Prada was was definitely like the success child of metal music. Like they were sponsored by rocks. Like metal bands do not get sponsored. Yeah. Like they, the metal is not very marketable. It's not, it's hard to get the mainstream audience to want to listen to people screaming at you all the time. And devil wears Prada somehow did where they were sponsored by Rockstar. I, I, I remember going to a festival and Every other metal band, if they're good and successful, they have like a probably 15-year-old tour bus that is just not in good shape or a van. And Devil Wars Prada rolled in in a, in a rock star-sponsored tour bus. You know what I mean? So, um, But, Christian, I was so close. And honestly, if you would have put – if you'd put the time – of the metal bands that I listen, the metal albums, I just probably would be top three. I mean, I played yeah. the mess out of it, but and Plagues really for me was like a lot of my high school when I just discovered them. Mm-hmm. Like it was literally nonstop Plagues yeah. all the time, you know, on yeah. repeat. I would do homework to that album all the time. Like that's the first album that made me realize that like i liked metal so much that i could fall asleep to it listen to it in any type of situation yeah. and <laughs> be yeah. like okay yeah. or like be able to do whatever you know yeah. like i would do math problems be listening to plugs in the background yep but every album on this is good or every song on this album i, is good. I agree i think it's i i mean i this was this wasn't the first metal band that I ever got into, um, but this was like three or four. Like this was very close. Yeah. Like I think the first metal album I ever got was the Showdown, and then like Destroy the Runner, and then Plagues. Yeah, Under Oath so, was my first. Yeah. Yeah. And then so went all ham from there. Yep. All all uphill. All uphill. All right, Kendra. What's your number, number two? Uh, for my number two, I combined two albums as well because I I pretty much listened to them like they were one album. I just had them and I listened to all the songs together. So that is Of June and Maybe I'm Dreaming by Owl City. Okay. Uh, so, so I discovered Owl City my senior year of high school. And then from there, uh, you know, it's Owl City is my favorite. Well, let me say... Uh, all things bright and beautiful up to there owl city is my favorite his new stuff is poop as i feel like i have said on this podcast um (laughs) and i stand by that it's bad um but everything before that uh is some of my favorite music of all time so uh these two albums just go together really well 
um, of June has Hello Seattle and uh, Maybe I'm Dreaming has Rainbow Veins and a lot of a lot of his classic uh, songs are on these two. And of June is technically an EP, um, but yeah, I love yeah, those I think two they albums. Sh- I think they share a few songs together. Yeah, they probably do. Um, uh, um, but both of those are kind of in the same vein of style that I feel like. That style is not ever revisited, I feel like, in his stuff. Yeah. Like, his early stuff is, it, it is very different from what ends up being, like, his later sound. It's more poppy. Well, I his newest like, sound, on. I mean, I could go on and on about his cinematic album and how much of a crap fest it is, but I won't hear. It's it, it just, it's bad. But, uh, yeah, it's completely different from the stuff he I mean, well, in this album, he kind of tried to go back to that sound, but the, I can't, I can't go into it. It's just bad. That Puget sound. Puget sound. Puget sound, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so those two albums are my number two. So are we going to, are you going to say your honorable mentions before your number one? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can just go ahead and run through. Listen, if I really thought about it, it would be it would be like 15 i mean it'd be oh like yeah 20, 20 albums so i'm just gonna kind of give some uh a little a little little yeah. taste i'll try to do the ones that we don't cover okay so uh johnny cash american for the man comes around i love johnny cash i love everything that he has ever done i just didn't feel like i loved enough on the album's to really put them in, put it in, but that's the album with Hurt and When the Man Comes Around. Um, so I just didn't feel like I had enough to put it on there. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Mothership. I mean, Andrew, I know how much you love Led Zeppelin. Oh, so, so much. Um, no, but Led Zeppelin is uh, the Mothership's Cashmere um, home. Was it home and far away? Um, and Led Zeppelin. Now. If- if we were to get into our favorite songs, Led Zeppelin was the first secular music that I that I had heard and said, "What the f is this?" It's it it was like a new. It was something that I had never heard. I had a buddy in study hall. We weren't allowed to listen to music in study hall, but he said, "Hey." Look, listen to this my buddy tyler he gave me his headphone and it started with hey hey mama say the way you move oh you were so obsessed with that song black dog black dog i honestly that really did change like my outlook on music like that is uh a uh just an experience with music that i don't think i've i've ever had again so i love that um you need to speed, speed it up here yeah, Devil Wars Prada, Plagues, um, Maylene 2, Maylene and the Sons I thought, of the Zap. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to... Their second album. I, love, I loved loved everything about that album. So good. I put that in my list, but I didn't I, want to put it in my top it's, five. It's kind of the same thing. And I my last was Under Oath to Find the Great Line. Oh, both, that, that was mine as well. Both with those, it's in that, it's in that time of like end of eighth grade, beginning of ninth grade. And I just loved August Burns Red. 
and I just really wanted to put them in there, and I kind of felt like they were the only ones that I could really do that with. Um, but Maylene's second album, it's literally just called Two. Um, man, I listened to that. That is like a Southern, I don't even know how you would describe it. It's like if Leonard Skinner met uh, met a screamo band. Um, it's like Southern core, very ban- banjo and, and Southern rock. And um, so, and then def- Under Oath is, Define the Great Line was a very, like a... It was a major thing for that, for Screamo. That yeah. that album was huge. Define the Great them. Line. And for them, personally, I feel like Define the Great Line established under a, as, like, yeah. that band. Like, yeah. they were huge after that, yeah. that album. Yeah, for sure. So that's all. That's all I got for right now. Well, all what's right. your number one? Oh, 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 you want to do honorable mentions and then just go into your number one? Or do you just want to do... Oh, either all, way. Let's just all go around and do honorable mentions okay. and then we'll do number one. All right, so besides the ones that Corvin mentioned, I just want to mention a couple metal bands. Um, so Emery, the, I, the Question is such a good album. I, figured, I thought I was waiting for you to talk about I that. love The Question. I love every single song on it. Emery from South Carolina... Uh, that, that's right. So you know, Mars Hill. They're local to, you know, where I was raised and where I, you know, and where I've been in life. So I just, I really enjoy Emory a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I want to mention Norma Jean Redeemer nope. was the other one. That's Southern metal. No, yeah. they're chaotic. I mean, that's the way I would describe Norma Jean's sound. It's very chaotic, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, they have you saw so them many. Concert about yeah, we watched them ago. play. We watched them play this album live, and the feels that you get, just like it took. It definitely took me back. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. I remember the first time I heard the the uh, the song where it's like the uh, the South is on fire. Yeah. The first time I ever heard that, I was like, this is my new favorite band. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. Like, it was, like, yeah. so just crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, then a couple other ones. So I didn't mention this one because I didn't feel like it fit in my top five, but I love this album. Uh, Kanye West's Graduation That's was, a good like, al- that's a great album. <laughs> a huge yeah. album yeah. for me. Listen to that on repeat. It was great. I love everything about it. And then two alternative bands that I really enjoyed. So Sayasin was one of them oh, that I, like I really, Sayasin. really loved. Uh, You're Not Alone, still a great album. I was actually listening today as I got You're pulled not. over by a cop. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it definitely was in my mind when I was making this list, but just didn't feel like I could put it in the top five. And then the other one, Panic at the Discos, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Oh. That album was great. I remember me and Joe listening to that album like nonstop yeah. <laughs> when we were in high school. And uh, I don't know. Everything, I really like how that album flows. There's a lot of cool songs on it. Yeah. Um, and that was a little more mainstream. So figured I'd I'm mention wondering it. If, I'm wondering if we have the same number one. We probably do. Okay. Kenner, go ahead. So, uh, it was really hard not to put this one in my top five, but Viva La Vida by Coldplay came out my senior year, and that album that album is one that you can just listen to it straight through, and it, it flows really well, and uh, 
every song on it is good. And I used to listen to it on the way to school as the sun was rising in Okinawa. And then I would listen to it on my headphones. So uh, loved that one. Some of the other ones, uh, John Rubin, The Boy versus the Cynic, I used to listen to constantly. <laughs> Rubin. Yep. What's well, uh, it, that, that was the one that I... I never got into. <laughs> yeah, um, Kendra, I remember you being a big into John Rubin. Yeah, well, that like, album. You would always really, be like, "Have I you loved... listened to John Rubin?" Yeah. <laughs> be like, no. I loved that album. Um, Shania Twain came out with the greatest hits in two thousand four. Um, oh boy, do I love me some Shania! And I, it's it's just so good. It's so good. Um, let's see, the band Last Tuesday, their uh, album Resolve. Uh, you seen me? Yes, that, yeah. yes. Uh, chasing victory. I call this abandonment. Oh, good, good, yeah, uh, good call there. Good. Uh, uh, and oh, sleeper, son of the morning. Uh, oh my god, loved yeah. both of those. I can't. I cannot. I like them. I, I almost can't. put son of the morning in my top but, five, but I did not. I loved. Yeah, so honestly, if you want to so get good. so pumped, listen to Sun of the Morning while you like work out and then yeah. listen to Fisher like back to back <laughs> and you're that album was like I don't know if it was like the first introduction to a con- like a concept album to me, but the whole so the the first song is called Sun of the Morning and it's basically the devil's like challenging God. And so the screamer is he's screaming and saying like this is all of this should be mine, and it's because your son that, like, I I can't, like, your son stole my light. Like, your son stole everything. And so then the whole, the rest of the album goes through, and it talks about, like, basically, like, spiritual warfare between, like, different people. Like, it's all, every song is, like, kind of a different story about stuff. And then the final song is called The Finisher, and it is, like, the most, like, it's, it's basically God just destroying satan yeah in like final battle so he's just like talking about ripping out his knees and like burning off his tongue it's like the most like you're just like so pumped yeah you'll yeah, bow I mean, my feet or i'll rip out your knees yeah just <laughs> pretty like he's like i'll cut off your like the whole thing if you ever you're like just trying to get pumped for a workout it is like yeah or like, i yeah. loved uh i fear a world without the sun I love that, that song. The double, the double bass in that song is like the fastest I think I've ever heard. It was when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, out. they were great. Yeah. Uh, and then the last two albums uh, are more chill. Uh, Kate Nash made of bricks, which I, I think about Joe every time I hear that album. So big shout out to our friend Joe in this episode uh, and Ingrid Michaelson's be okay. Uh, oh, both those. I don't remember Kate Nash. Kate Nash sings. The name sounds familiar. Found, she sings "Foundation." Fingertips are holding mm-hmm. on to. Anyway. Did she? Have, did she have like really red hair at one point? She did have red hair, and she's British. You'd recognize the album if I showed it to you. Yeah. I listen I think to it a Joe, lot. I think Joe was pretty. Um, what was the album like called? musically influential Made of in bricks. our lives yeah in a lot of ways. <laughs> well he tried to teach me how to play one of her songs i think it was birds on uh guitar so yeah shout out to joe <laughs> uh to but joe. anyway those are my honorable mentions 
We're at a all we're right. at an hour and a half, by the way. Heck yeah, girl. Um, all right, Christian, I think we have the same ones. Okay. I'll just go ahead and say mine. My top is homesick. Yeah. A day to homesick. A day to oh, it's such a good perfect. album. Listen, this album. There's been a lot of things in life that I can associate with that this album, like not just high school. Like yeah. it, it really has followed through the years. You know what I mean? Like there's more than just high school. But if somebody said you have one album to play to take you back to that time, what are you gonna play? And it's, it would always be homesick. Yeah, like that album was just so. Corbin, that really surprises me about you. Like I, I always, I think of Christian when I think of that album. I didn't know you liked it that much. Screw you, Kendra. <laughs> I, I love a day to remember. A day to remember is is in top five favorite bands. Yeah. Um, and I obviously I've loved a lot more of their their stuff, Common Courtesy, and their older stuff. Oh yeah, Common Courtesy. But really um, but that album. I listen to every day, all the time. I mean, it was it's kind so of good. Yeah, I still like it today, but I have to be in that mood to want to reflect because yeah. it is literally like it takes me back to senior year. Like, yeah, it's, it is the soundtrack to my senior year. It was sure. basically like everyone in my school loved a day to rem- a day to remember. It didn't matter who they were. Yeah, and it was so interesting that that was the case. That they bridged so many gaps of like music taste for people mm-hmm. because, um, a lot of you know, my school was a mix of like emo kids and preppy kids. Basically, that right, was it. Right. So it was like a ton of people were into the hardcore scene, and then a ton of people were into like pop and rap. So where I, uh, where I went to school was in um, it was a military. DOD in Okinawa, Japan, and so very diverse. And so the way this this is a long story, but the way that you can't drive off base unless you're 18. I had a car on base, and you could drive if you're 16. So from the bus stop to our school was probably a, a, over a mile. So people would just hop in my car, like even if I didn't really know them. It would hop in my car, and I would almost always play. Uh, what's the first song called? Downfall of us all. Downfall of us all. I had I had never heard one person not love it, and also ask me the name of the song and who it was. Like I played it for almost. If I was like, oh, I don't really know them, so I'm gonna play this song. By the end of it, that everybody loved it. Like, See, it, and that's never like a concept it. album too, because it's about like you know them like becoming famous and right, yeah um and i love that that theme is like running through the whole thing if it if it means a lot to you is in my top five songs of all time i love it it's one yeah, of my yeah. favorite yeah, songs ever song. i love it yeah. so much yeah i agree christian it's not something i'm always going back to i i go to a day to remember all the time but the album itself i don't know that i I venture back. There I've listened. Too often. I've listened to the album so much that it's yeah. and there's like so many memories attached to it because there's so many good times like yeah. associated with those songs that it's just like it's like a rush of emotion to listen to that album. Yeah, honestly. yeah, it really is. Yeah. See, I didn't get into it until college more, so I would put it in my gotcha. top college albums, but. 
not high school. Yeah. So, All Kinder, what's right. yours? Yeah, what's one? Uh, you're going to love it. <laughs> my, oh my, God. my top album is Five Score and Seven Years Ago by Reliant K. Okay. Uh, That's fair. So, it came out in 2007, so halfway through high school for me, but it's still one of my favorite albums of theirs besides I love mm-hmm and I always will but uh five score and seven years ago has so many good songs and it has that really long song at the end about Death the guy bed. yes deathbed um it's just it's such a good album and uh we I got it at that Ichthus music festival because we had seen them in concert there and then I got their new CD and we just listened to it the whole way home from Kentucky and uh yeah it's it's a great album i love it um i here's what i'm gonna say about relying k (laughs) i never gave them a fair shot yeah kendra i agree i am so sorry (laughs) (laughs) they're still around like they're still doing stuff and uh they have an album what's it called that i love that came out like, I had forgotten about them. Oh, it came out... Oh, it came out in 2009, but I didn't discover it uh, until later. And then they had one that came out in 2016 called Air for Free. That is fantastic. So, Forget and Not Slow Down came out in 2009, and then Air for Free came out in 2016. So, highly recommend those. But Five Score and Seven Years Ago will always be one of my favorites. Gotcha. Because they're just amazing. Well, that was a great top five list. I think that was one of our better lists. <laughs> I, I did not, honestly, I did not anticipate talking that much about it, like about yeah. what our lists were, were having. So that was, I. you know what? I'm not going to apologize because our, our, uh, our episode has gone on this long. So. <laughs> well, if you would like to share with us your top albums from high school, whether you went to high school in the 60s or, you know, you're in high school now, we'd love to hear it. Uh, so you can email us, nostalgiamethos at gmail.com, or you can uh, tweet at us at nostalgiamethos on Twitter. Um, don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, are we talking Game of Thrones? yes okay so we're gonna talk about the final episode of game of thrones now so if you don't want to hear that goodbye thanks for listening uh if you do want to want to hear us fight about this episode here we go (laughs) um real quick i i'm pushing for two hours on this episode (laughs) well Well, we might make it (laughs) here's what i'll say i i feel like corvin might be a little more passionate about this than i am this is my last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, it probably is, honestly. Here's, you know what? I hate Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Game of Thrones is a great show. The last season, for me, it wasn't impressive enough. It wasn't It wasn't satisfying enough of a wrap-up for a show that has like redefined my expectations thousands of times mm-hmm. in a great way. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel satisfied i felt like it was some weak tea some weak with some weak weak tea crap but i'll let corvin get into it no i kinder do you want me to go first or you want to go first uh you can go first if you would like okay so the episode itself 
was fine. If we were ending this episode and going into a season nine, I would be like, that was good. Um, but we're not. And we are done. And it, it's been like over a week since I've seen it. Or it's been a week since I've seen it. So if you were to tell me that we're not going to get... I, I think it all goes back to the Night King and the fact that we didn't get any explanation about him or the Lord of Light or any deeper thing with Bran. Um, to me, that's what it all goes back to. And it, uh, if you were to tell me that we weren't going to get anything about that, we weren't going to get any explanation on that... Uh, um, not a lot of people were going to die. John's going to just go live in the north and Bran is going to get the throne. I would have laughed at your in your face cuz <laughs> that is a joke. Um it 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 feels like they're trying to make this with Bran full circle. This is everything that Bran has gone through. And Bran was where he was supposed to be and done what he was supposed to to get the throne. When Bran has said, I don't want the throne, and... I'm not Bran. I'm not Bran. And the, it, Bran's full circle moment needed to be with the Night King. That's what it was all about. And, and Tyrion coming out and saying, it's what unites people... A good story. Bran has the worst effing story out of everybody. They put the per the one person, Kendra, that you have claimed many, many a times, I don't care about Bran, on the throne. And you're, we don't but care. You, but, you know but you know he what? But you know what? I'm cool with it. So, okay, let me hear, let me hear your thoughts. I, I've, when I think about this season, like, I, I love, I don't love, but I think a good tragedy is is good. And I think that's what we got with Daenerys going the way she went and then dying the way she did. Like it's tragic, but I think everyone ended up where they should be. I think Sansa is in charge of the North. That's perfect. Arya yes, gets to go be a pirate. That's perfect. Bran, sure. Fine. Bran who knows everything and can see everything fine he's on the throne and Jon Snow gets to go live with his best friend Tormund forever and be with the wildlings like I think that's fine everyone ended up where they should be and like when I think about the whole season I don't know and I think for me and I know that like other shows shouldn't get to weigh in like a show should stand on its own but because I know we're getting these prequel shows that are going to show us all this stuff about the Night King. I'm fine with, with it. Like I'm fine with the way it happened because I know I'm going to get more in this other show. So I, d I didn't, I guess I don't at this point I'm like, well, I don't need them to explain it because like we're well, already seeing images of them creating the Night King in this new show that's going to be coming out. So yeah. well, let to me, me that's fine. Real, real quick. Everything you said, is fine. I agree with. I'm. I. I knew that Daenerys had to die. I knew. I'm. I love that the North is independent. I love Sansa taking that role. I, everything you said, I'm fine with. But I, let me let me just get this out of the way. I think ending something. I made a joke about True Detective ending. 
ending a show is extremely hard, especially I think just ending something is extremely, extremely hard. So I do want to cut them a little slack. Like it is not like everybody's complaining about it. It's not easy. I mean, the greatest ending to anything is Lord of the Rings. That took like 45 minutes to end. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's extra. I think it is extremely hard to end a show and you're not going to make everybody happy. Something that has this big of a cultural relevance you're not going to make everybody happy. And that's, in a way, that's fine. Like, you got to get over your expectations. It's just, to me, you had to make it, they just didn't do it well, is my, I guess is my point. They, I, It felt rushed. It felt, the, the pacing of it was weird. The whole season, the pacing of it was weird. Daenerys died real quickly. It just, you know what I mean? It just didn't feel like. Yeah, and I've had, heard it, people say that. The way it was set up really was weak tea, and it really was just, well, we're going to put Bran on the Iron Throne. Yeah, I think my only thing, I think the only thing that I really have the most problem with is Bran, the whole Bran thing. It's just the way that he was introduced, because he's almost been like, not a character yeah half the time like he just sits on his butt in that chair and wargs into things occasionally it really but it, he has not helped yeah the story progress right like the three him being the three-eyed raven has not no helped benef- no benefit. besides killing peter baelish like I, i'm trying to think of one thing that he has like done besides do that and then tell john that he was a Targaryen. A Targaryen. Like, has he done anything else? No. No. Besides Morgan to a few. I don't know. Things. I'm I am not if we were recording right after I saw it, I I would be very heated. To me, this doesn't devalue the show. I would I still want to watch it again. I still love the show. I still enjoy it. But it is um it is disappointing. But Again, I don't think you're going to please everybody. I didn't. I I think I made it sound. It what you said. I said, "What did you think of the episode?" And you said, "Quite good." And I said, "I disagree." Uh-huh. Um, and I do disagree because it's it just. I mean, you really are just left with like, I okay. I at one point when Sam said, "Why don't we let everybody vote?" I was going to honestly turn it <laughs> off if they were like, "Yeah, let's let everybody vote and like make this a democracy." I was that was going to be the biggest. It was also eye- the fact that Sam said it. Yeah, and like he should have died like two seasons thing. ago. But <laughs> it really, to me, it just it really all just boiled down to the fact that they that Bran. I just, why do you think I traveled all this way? What? He's like, the most you never like there he's was, the most evil person ever. <laughs> there's got there's just if he thought that, he, that that was real because he's let so it much feels happen. Like we were all playing 40 chess with the thoughts of what was going to happen and they were just like, "Nope. We're just going to tie it up and end it." And the fact is 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 Tyrion was like, "Well, he's got the best story. Everybody else at that council had a better story than him." Like Bran is the most boring person like he does like you know what i mean everybody else would have 
I was fine with literally anybody else with Bran. I think it would have been better. I think it was the way that it was introduced. I think to. it was a surprise, though. Like, did Kendra, you see well, that coming? Well, if, no. I threw a, if I threw a handful of poop in your face, you'd be pretty surprised, too. Doesn't mean it's great. I mean, it, that's a... that's Okay, that's like a really... Sh- okay, so who do you think would have made more sense? I think it literally, it, I'm not joking. Literally, anybody else but Sam okay, okay. and, and Bran. <laughs> but so, who would you have picked? John. John, or I. I would have been fine with them, with Daenerys staying alive. I would have been fine with Sansa doing it. I would. You can make a narrative for literally anybody else to do it, and Bran was just like Tyrion. I would have been fine with anybody else doing it. I. I think it was just the way that he said and it was who has a better story than brand it was everyone the, i literally Kendra, I, when he eyes. said when he said he's got a better story than brand the broken i literally said what the expletive out loud while we were watching it because i was just like are you oh. freaking kidding me this is what we're going with did you see that people have pointed out that in the the poster for the first season with sean bean on the throne there's a raven sitting on the throne too Oh man, full circle. So they've done it. It was they've foretold. It. it was full circle. They brought it all around. I just, I don't know. I just kind of felt with that whole thing and the way they set it up. It really, I, it, it just was really weak tea to me. Well, I'm gonna disagree with you. I thought it wrapped up nicely. I wouldn't have chosen Bran, but I because everyone else ended up in such perfect spots for them i i feel fine with it i would watch a sideshow of aria's adventures yes yeah. for sure yeah it, it's just i don't know i i i think that they could have done like it's not i think christian that's a good point it's not even that it's just brand it's just the way that they presented that it was going to be brand and the whole time you're like, but Bran doesn't want this. Like, I got the impression that Bran was like, I'm not Bran. I'm not a part of this world. Like, I'm here to do this stuff with the Night King. And instead, they defaulted to putting him on the throne. And it's like, okay. So. I understand. I don't know. If they, if they would have started with, like, at some point planting the seed earlier in the season, hey, maybe Bran, maybe Bran could be the guy. And I think it would have been, but just Tyrion being like, yo, I've been in like prison for three weeks. So I've thought, and Bran's got a pretty cool story. So let's make Bran a king. <laughs> cool story, bro. Like, Bran the Bro, your story, like you got pushed out this window and now you're you've got all the memories. Let's make you king. <laughs> Plus, like, okay. he's like the least helpful king ever. Where's Drogon? Yeah, he could, Where's Drogon? Thing, Let me warg yeah, into oh, him. I, I <laughs> The other thing is, is like, Bran has done nothing to help. Like, his powers have, it's been a really bad uh, explanation of what he can and can't do. Because if he can see into the future or the past or do whatever, I think that there would have been ways for him to prevent a lot of things, and he didn't. So, I don't know. Maybe it's, you can't change time. It's like, it's like... If I could the opposite of Back to the back Future. Time. I don't know, but if we keep this going, I'm going to keep talking. So. All right, let's end it. Let it end. I'm going to go into the north and live with Wolf, or what? what's his wolf's name? 
I don't know. Ghost. 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 I'm a little. He got to hug Ghost. No, he patted him. Okay, well, it was better well, he just than. Sent, the, sent him off Also, to the wait, door. wait, wait. This is the last thing, and then I'll be done. <laughs> I'll, I'll be over. Okay, when John kills, when John kills Daenerys, and then the dragon comes up and burns the throne, that was uh, like, so the dragon understands the concept of like the throne. No, I think he just wanted to burn something. Then burn literally. It it. I thought that was so stupid. Like the dragon's (laughs) gonna understand that the throne is like what is. You don't know. Dragons are smart. Mm, Disagree. Also, my me and my manager at work have laughed about this many a times. Is when Arya comes up beside John and she goes, "Be careful! I know a killer when I've seen when I see one." She just burnt millions of people. <laughs> She's like, I know a killer when I see one. That's well, funny. no, duh, Arya. <laughs> she just burnt a whole city. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's do uh, it. Let me leave you with a quote. Stop asking Oprah and Bran what to do. That's right. <laughs> Bran was broken. So Bran the broken. We don't need his broken... <laughs> Piece of advice. Uh, yeah. Can you come up with a different name for me? <laughs> Bran, Bran the all-seeing. kind of sucks. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm getting out of here. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.